It's the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Woo, had to stretch a little. Not like stretch a lot, but like... Um... Like, hey, we're going to play a pro- women's professional soccer team. You know what I mean? You just sure, sure. You're not all the way. You're not. You don't need to sit down and stretch. Yeah, touch the like toes that. real quick. Touch the toes. A couple windmills with your arms. Good to go. <laughs> yeah, you do that thing where you stick your elbows up and you just rotate at the waist. <laughs> all right, let's go well, beat this women's crack. national team. <laughs> got to do a hand crack. You just take one shot, miss the net, and go. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Welcome to Soft Gloves Soft. Two weeks in a row, baby. No uh, big deal. God damn. He's hot, dude. <laughs> um, well, when it comes to women bashing, I know. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, you just you, you missed by like nine feet. <laughs> and you just go, you know what? Let's roll. You know, I haven't played in like nine years. And then you get the ball missed badly and you go. Then you look at them practicing and you're like, you know what? I think we're good. Oh, fuck. <laughs> hats off, gloves off, folks. Pats on the back, pats on the fanny, the finger pointing, the finger blasting, the good and the bad, the yin and the yang of podcasts. We are the contemporary court of the common era, and we're glad to receive you as listeners once again. I'm Mitchell Phillips. That's at Robot Spencer on the ones and twos at Beam Jeremy. Um, should I get You know, this one's related. I think what this you is. What you got? I'm going to start it off here. So uh, this is, I believe, one of your stories. So this is technically an update. Nice. This Justin, breaking news with Mitchell Phillips. Fingers crossed for uh, Doctor Love. Oh no, Malachi is not in the news. I'm sure he is. I just gotta search his name every now and then. He's him and Turkmenistan are ones where I'm like, when I can't find a, another news story, I just I just search Malachi and Turkmenistan, and something's hot. Well, I think Malachi is currently locked up, so we're gonna have to wait. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm seeing TikToks of dudes cooking ramen in jail. Oh, true. Me Malachi I, can't love, can't uh, write a letter. All right, all right. Tell me, Malachi can't love. We got a. The, do you remember? This was your story, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. The teenage girl who pretended to be a boy to have sex with that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, back at it. She did it again. She, oops, uh, I did it again. I lied about my gender. I had a fake cock. I ate out her box. Ooh, baby. <laughs> we got a. That's off the top, dude. See, it's not that hard. Um, a teenage girl pretended to be a boy in order to engage in sexual activity with a severely short-sighted girl who also duped a second teenager. So they're in court, basically, figuring all this stuff out, and somebody else has come forward. <laughs> that always happens, right? You fix it, And look at this chick. That's the one pretending to be a boy? Yeah, she, this is the one pretending to be a boy so she could eat out girls and finger them. And <laughs> Without being a lesbian. Yeah, no, no. Well, I think she's a lesbian, but she doesn't want the taboo. Yeah, does like, she have an insanely religious family? I don't know. She's. It's, in, are there re- insanely religious people in England, outside of like you know immigrants? Yeah, there's some. Just the I trashy. Are ones. they like crazy churchy England? I feel like they're like more old timey, where like the king is like 
All right, that's church king, to the, them. The king said, "Go to church today." <laughs> I don't fucking know, but I'm just wondering because uh, maybe I mean she must just like the taboo of tricking people. You know, like it's uh, how fun it is to be sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> that is too. Maybe it's just the thrill. But you got to picture this this underage hottie boom body just sitting in court, just hoping this doesn't turn into a class action suit, like somebody yeah. coming forward every six weeks. It's going to be a Bill Cosby situation where there are just 14 of them. Well, she's young, right? How many could she have worked through? I mean, got to be a minor. It's only two uh, so far. Yeah, you can't be tricking people. Uh, that takes a lot of time to get your outfits and be a boy all the time. And... She's, um, ooh, ooh, was 15 or 16 at the time of the events, but is now 19. Okay. Bada bing. Oh, so she's probably got at least a dozen. Yeah. Because that's obviously her thing. <laughs> I'm catching a flight to England, dude. I'm going to tuck my cock back and see if I can get fingered. <laughs> no, double cross her, pull it <laughs> up. Hello, hello. Has anybody seen a strong man around? <laughs> I got you. She's like wearing a hoodie. Hey, what's up, bro? Doing a, <laughs> doing a fucking penciled on mustache. You're at the exact same time. Like, <laughs> we're both, wait a minute. You're not. What? We tear each other's Scooby-Doo masks off. <laughs> so weeks. You, you have a cock. You don't. Well, you know what? <laughs> this might work out after all. <laughs> you know what? I'm taking it. You know, at first I was pissed. I got to be honest. But now I'm taking appraisal of the situation, and I'm, I think I have a plan. <laughs> this might still work. Yeah. The, hey, if I can get hard, I still uh, – I liked you as a boy, but you're way hotter as a girl. <laughs> uh, so that's about it. Um <laughs> Uh, whenever the pair met, Billum, who is from Chester, disguised her long blonde hair by keeping her hood up, even when in bed, <laughs> which fucking rules. Nice. Oh, what's up, babe? You know, well, they're British, too. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. How do, I can't even do it. How does... <laughs> I don't know. You want to go finger, bang? <laughs> want to go to the finger, go to the pub and get finger blasted. <laughs> she wore male clothing and put on a deep voice with a Birmingham accent. What's what's Birmingham? I know they say Birmingham. Uh, just grisly like you did. Hello, love. <laughs> Oi. Want to go to the pub, eh? Oh, my, my real cook is so hard right now. <laughs> I think that's Australian now. <laughs> um, Either way, she's also just tricking teenagers, which is easy, right? Is uh, Yes. Tricking teenagers to do all kinds of shit. Is, you know. Yeah, and she was 15. Her first victim was 16 at the time. But now they're 19 and 22. Well, that's when everyone makes, like, their biggest relationship mistakes and all that shit, because you just don't know anything yet. They're more so, like, a product of their generation, unfortunately. Like, that's just the times now. Like, there would have been so much more of these stories. Like, I'm aware of these stories in my personal life, but I didn't hear others because there was no... Like, we just got... We we had Snapchat. I think Instagram just came out when I was in high school. It would have been a fucking nightmare. Just the social landscape would have been (laughs) in absolute turmoil. She told the police there was something strange about George. Also, the name George is great. Like, not even picking, like, Brandon or, like, something that could be a young person's name. Yeah, you should go with uh, whatever the British version of Jaden is. Or Hello, miss. I'm Henry. <laughs> giving evidence without screens. Um, Hughes told the jury. Uh, George added her on Snapchat in 2021, and they started talking all the time, including FaceTime videos. One FaceTime, and it's over. Like I don't know how people are catfish and we're like, yeah, we would we would FaceTime all the time, and I still didn't know she was fat and a man. Yeah, I didn't know it was wasn't little Bow Wow. <laughs> I just remember that catfish episode. Um, there's one more. Thing. My screen's broken. That's the move. So what? 
She says she believed Billum was a boy called George Parry who had anxiety and claimed to be paranoid because he was mixed up with Albanian drug dealers from London. Nice. I remember that part of the story. I think I'll this one. It's Baby, when I come to London, come chill with a real Albanian. I started in the streets with nothing to talk that's her, her fake cover story. Yeah, I remember that. And that is uh, pretty cool that uh, she's going that hard. Like, I'm a teenager. <laughs> I'm involved with the Albanian mafia. Don't fuck with me. Do you want to suck my fake dick? But I'm also really anxious and sensitive. What is she getting out of it? Because she's just finger blasting and eating chicks out. Like, the first victim said that she's being charged with, like, 17 sexual offenses with that one person. Meaning, like, you just ate this chick's box, like, 17 times. You don't have to return any favors because they don't have the sexual organ you think they have. Yeah, right, but don't the... you just have to be like, all right, egg on my face. Thanks for the favor. Yeah, I just think the rush of tricking them is probably making her come. <laughs> it's making me come right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, well, I already did. It's too uh... Oh, man. So this, what, what are the consequences for this, of, of uh, pretending to be a boy with two people and eating them out? We will know soon. I know their law system is, is a bit similar to ours. I think they come from the same place, but there was a divergence at one point. Um, they, I think they, <laughs> they still have the wigs. Um, they use, like, barristers. Um, they also like the wig is one of the wildest things. Same with the, they do that in Canada too, right? I think, and I think in like politics, maybe I'm not sure, but fucking, they have to be <laughs> like, like they have lawyers that aren't actually lawyers. They're like, oh, I'm a solicitor. I do like legal stuff, but I can't go to court. Or like some do, barristers. What the fuck is a barrister? Do they have bailiffs? It's all just dudes in not robes. Not like our bailiffs. I don't see any like black dudes with not like, just huge black dudes. The yeah, brown exactly. sheriff fucking shirt, just make just, uh, just cracking wise, and the judge is all laughing with him. Yeah, that is weird because when I think of a British black dude, it's always just tall and super skinny, never just like huge beefed out one. I wonder why that is. I'm sure they're out there. Well, just like most American black people came from a certain part of Africa. And the ones that went to England are different. They're the they're the long skinny kind. Yeah, <laughs> like Somali, Eritrean, and Ethiopian. Whereas, like if you go to the South, there's a type of uh, like a uh, what's like. Yeah, I've been there more than I've been to England. Yeah, but you go to Minnesota, and that's where all the Ethiopians emigrated to. You know what I mean? And Somalis. But that's oh, the best also, part about going to small towns t- around the country is being like, what? They have a huge Basque population. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, I'm, I'm. They don't have a Starbucks, but there's nine Thai food places yeah. in this place in Iowa. Like, what? That just means one guy moved there in like the 50s, and he just brings over one person at a time until they can have a donut shop. Until they have enough for a, uh, a dry to cleaner. feed themselves, yeah. clean themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, that's a wrap. What do you got? I've got a major hats off. Woo. Hats off to you, sir. They're going wild in the back for this one. Major and this guy did something wrong, but uh, it, the way it all went down is <laughs> flawless. You you ever been to one of those hibachi spots? You know, Benny Hanna style. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, pretty fun, right? Unreal. Ours was called Keisha's, and it was like super special. It yeah, was, it's always a very celebratory night. It was when like you're going. that's if we went to Keisha's, it's because it was like my two brothers, my sister, my dad, and my birthday. So we'd like celebrate right in the middle, and we'd go to Keisha, dude. Yeah, that's like high school graduation kind of spot. You get you get yourself the fly lice. You get yourself fucking some 
some goddamn uh, filet mignon just tossed down your gullet. Yeah, I've also never, I don't even think. Where'd the eggshell go? I still don't know. Fling it and they flip it in their hand. Oh, no, you're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, dude, I, I've never, like, everyone I've been to, I went to even, like, one in Hawaii, and I thought it was going to be, like, extra special because it's, you know, the seafood's so close to the water, all that stuff. But they're all pretty much taste the same, almost yeah. like going to charbroiler spots yeah. where they all taste exactly the same. It's always, like, shrimp, scallops, filet. But, uh... There's this one in Florida. All my stories are from Florida. This is, and it's more of a summer edition based based on these stories because it finally feels like summer. Taligilaki Lomi, and uh, Florida is a very summery spot. So the seven people who sat at the same uh, same hibachi table all went home sick. Oh no! What you're, happened? Are you thinking undercooked shrimp, scallops? You know, maybe one of those eggshells sat in the hat too long and <laughs> fell into the fried rice. Uh, was it because all of their eyebrows caught on fire from the, <laughs> the onion volcano? <laughs> Dude, it's fun, too, because, like, if you just go with a couple people, then you get sat with people you don't know. Yeah. Or if it's really wraparound where it can fit, like, 12 people. And yeah. it's so fun to just watch a stranger just get beamed in the eye with greasy shrimp <laughs> and, like, not, you know, being too drunk to have their reflexes yeah. to catch it. And, that, uh, and those cooks are always weird as hell. We had one spot, and uh, there's one in Sunset Beach, and they just all the, they were all Mexican dudes doing all the oh, of course hibachi stuff, yeah. and I I went and like snuck alcohol in because I was still in high school, and the hibachi guy was like, I'm gonna tell on you unless you give me a cup of that, and then I just had to like <laughs> pour my jack in his cup. Anyway, they were nuts, but these people felt sick, all seven. One vomited in the bathroom that night. Nice. One felt like vomiting on the way home. And those two, those same people, they were a couple. They ended up staying up till four thirty in the morning talking to their children, who also ate there. The children doing fine. Well, the children were up till four thirty in the morning just chatting. Yeah, but you know, it's like I can't go to sleep. Yeah, food I don't have poisoning. to puke now. Let's. You're like, oh, okay, I don't have to puke now, but I'm probably going to puke in a minute, and that's where you end up like sleeping on the bathroom floor by accident. No, this was a little more fun because they went to CVS to get a drug kit. All four of them were high on meth. No fucking <laughs> <laughs> This is the hardest I've laughed at a story from just reading. Like I was just <laughs> maniacally laughing while reading this earlier. <laughs> so they're just having heart to hearts with their kids till four thirty in the morning. So they barfed one time, big deal. After they all tested positive, since they're not meth heads, yeah. they went to the hospital and then saw the three other people from a different family from the restaurant <laughs> at the that was sitting with them. They're also at the hospital. But you're still like a suburban dad who's like embarrassed he's on meth. You're like, you got the meth too, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what they're saying. Uh, you walk into the hospital. I don't know how it happened. He's like, ah, oh, they let anybody in here. Yeah, you know? yeah for sure. <laughs> how fast did he go to the hospital, dude? Extremely fast. <laughs> yeah, I'd say with speed. But the thing is, he had to put his engine back in his car because he <laughs> took it out earlier from the. I mean, what, they go on meth, and like the cops show up like in the morning, like, "Hey, we, we tracked your credit card down. Um, we have everybody at the restaurant. We want to let you know you've been poisoned on meth." The kids already—it's like a six-year-old still in a diaper. <laughs> the fucking wife's got a black eye. They <laughs> sinks full of dishes. They did. I think this family does have a five-year-old, but I don't think the five-year-old. Uh, 
ate ate that night yeah. or didn't get any of the meth, but other kids did. Was it on the grill? Like, oh, that's why that's why it's a hats off. <laughs> okay, of how it happened. So then, like, the, they you know they went to the cops. They told everybody. They told the restaurant. They shut the restaurant down. Leftovers were tested. All positive for meth. <laughs> One one of the victims told deputies that there were two soy sauce bottles. One was way thicker than the other. And then someone even at the table asked the chef, what's up with these uh, soy, that soy sauce bottle and just got ignored. Oh, that's maple soy sauce just, yeah, for just, pancakes. Just got ignored. Coincidentally, on that same night, there was a guy in the restaurant dressed like a hibachi chef <laughs> was walking around saying, I'm a new hire. <laughs> And was in the kitchen at least three times before being kicked out. <laughs> so he had the whole outfit. I just immediately picture fucking Chris Farley from Saturday Night Live. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> Oh my god! It was. Uh... But his was his plan to lace and leave. We're we are going to have to have an update because there are more <laughs> twists. This happened. The guy got kicked out. He said he worked there. He was claiming he worked there. Uh, he did fill out, fill out an application and was not hired. <laughs> so yeah. he honestly took some initiative. I think yeah. he did what, you know, that's what companies want. Are you, you know, are you a problem solver? Are you self-starter? Will you take initiative? He's like, oh, you guys, oh, wow, I'm just supposed to know how to do hibachi? I said on my resume I'd only worked in Mexican <laughs> restaurants. You didn't tell me there's no meth. Yeah, and in, that, in this, California is, this rolls. is why you didn't uh, hire me, huh? But so he just threw meth in the soy sauce and dipped. He didn't even dip. He hung around. <laughs> he was in the kitchen, in and out, a bunch of times. And then when they finally kicked him out, he hung out in the parking lot for two hours, and eventually got a ride. Got a ride. Yeah, someone came and picked him up. Oh, someone came. I thought he was just out front bumming. Like, hey. <laughs> Can I get a lift? And then the restaurant manager told cops that he was always moving fast and talked about being on medicine, but would get mad when anyone brought it up. <laughs> I like that this guy is. Uh... He's long enough for them to like know things he's yeah, saying. He, he's he worked at a them. restaurant for four hours, and he's like the guy that like you and all your coworkers hate for the last six months. Oh, we have an update. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, no, I, yeah, yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's kind of the closer of it. Was, um... Great. Dude. Here we go. It was, t it's, t so, uh, fuck, where am I? I lost my spot. Uh, what, here's what's weird about it. Jeremy, fire that intern. <laughs> we can't have that on the air. There was also <laughs> a, an actual employee of that restaurant who was acting suspiciously and kept walking in and out of the hibachi station. <laughs> so not only was this guy there, but an actual employee was acting like, fishy. Nobody knew who this guy was, but Trevor suspiciously had his fucking back. <laughs> this fucking... Just, yeah, just one guy was like, nah, he's cool, he's cool, trust me. And the victims were explaining that they were at the hibachi table closest to the sushi station, and the restaurant management claims... That that section was closed that night, and that table wasn't even available. Why we haven't sat that table in a hundred years? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one lady said it's taken a toll on me mentally, not knowing if I'll ever 
ever be back to the way I was, so I guess you might still be tweaking. <laughs> yeah, but I guarantee every light socket in your house is going to be cut, fucking tightened down. You're going to torque every screw. You're going to tighten your lug nuts on your Camry. <laughs> You're going to finally kids... fix that cuckoo clock your grandpa <laughs> left you. Your kids get up in the morning, their homework's done. <laughs> Incorrectly, but... It's just frantically the wrong answers. Holy shit. And they had no cameras in the restaurant, so they have no video footage of anything that happened. This guy was begging to be caught. He's like, I he's like, I put meth in the food, and they're like, just hang out in the parking lot. And then like Well, wait, wait till you hear this. No arrests were been made, and they officially said the case is closed. <laughs> oh, so shit. I don't know what power this mystery man has, who he's who his daddy is over in Florida. Maybe it's Jimmy Buffett's kid, something big time, but... Uh, we need to get fucking Daniel Craig. This is Knives Out 3, dude. <laughs> yeah, I need to know more about this story because they said the case is closed. That's it. There's no footage of the guy, even though he was there for two hours in the parking lot. And they don't even say how long he was at the restaurant. Plus the mystery guy who might have contaminated it and was acting suspicious. He was helping people with the new, like... Uh, app that helps you clock in he was just like the most ingrained guy <laughs> after fucking four hours but in reality you if i was this restaurant owner, i'm gonna say hey man last time not cool all right you can't put the guests on meth everybody who works in restaurants know that stimulants are reserved for back of house staff <laughs> oh yeah you guys need them those guys they're not gonna be able to get through their their uh, mid-shift dice game by the dumpsters <laughs> if they don't get all sped up if you're spreading all the meth around all the clients who's gonna keep Hector going until fucking close out Hector's asleep back there <laughs> well he could have that could have happened where he was like first day on the job I'm gonna make a a bottle of mess soy sauce for myself on my break and then he sets <laughs> then he sets it down and then another staff member like picks it up and puts it on a tray with like yeah, 35 and there's like 30 soy sauce bottles on it so you don't know which one it is and he's, and he's trying just... to chase her through the restaurant but like people are constantly getting in his way and then you stand in a parking lot for two hours and get away with it <laughs> this guy's fully free even like it's like, hey, pick me up down the street. Pick me up at the corner. You're just hanging out in the restaurant. Hey, you guys give me a ride. I poisoned a bunch of people in there. <laughs> All right, no, no. All right, God bless. And I guess the reason this story is a hats off and it's so funny is because usually when people are getting laced, it's to knock them unconscious to do uh, horrible things to them. This is just like, hey, I hung out with your kids for four till four in the morning. That's nice, right? Yeah, I, I mowed the lawn at 2 a.m. <laughs> the neighbors weren't happy, but what does it look good in the morning? Yeah, it's just way less vicious when it doesn't, uh, you know, it's not uh, knocking people out, killing them with fentanyl, or just yeah. date raping them. He's it, just, it know. is nice. It is glass half full perspective on a, a lacing story these days that it's. It's it, a sweet lacing story. And the fact that they the just, fa- they just families met up in the same ER, that's small town, that's cool. Yeah. Hit a forbidden number of bedtime stories. <laughs> <laughs> you're just tearing through your house. You're like, we're on Twilight now, I guess. That's that's the only one we got left. You're grown up, kids. <laughs> you're learning a lot tonight. We've read every book. We're beyond Harry Potter now. We're now into mom's bookshelf. It's about <laughs> dragons who, who like to fuck ladies in towers. We got, um, let's go to this one. I was I was on the fence for my second story of the day, but I think I... I think I like it. Hats off to you, sir. 
So this is my, very, very similar to one of the stories I had last week. And that's why I'm going with it. Uh, to keep a theme going. Because that's why people come back week after week. Um, including us sometimes. So, um, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. I'll tell you what, that's one wacky city, Milwaukee. Uh, a Milwaukee man is awaiting trial for stealing a squad car. Steals another squad car, police say. Whew. Same theme. I mean, the first story was that person, you know, pretended to be a boy again. Yeah, should I do a previously on? Previously on the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. Um, for the uninitiated, last week a lady um, came to pick up um, five people who were charged with stealing two cars. And she came to the police station in a stolen car. Um, and another theme with this is once the stolen car is found out, nobody really gets that far. <laughs> Uh, so this is in Shorewood, Wisconsin. Uh, 34-year-old Daniel Barton, uh, is, he gets pulled over a few months ago. And somehow in this interaction, he gets out of his car, he gets into the police car and just drives away with it. With it. And, Slick. And they say, uh, according to Shorewood Police Department, Barton was awaiting trial for having stolen another squad car months earlier. And in that case, he, um, allegedly happened in December with Barton getting arrested, by Milwaukee police for allegedly stealing officer's vehicle during a traffic stop, according to a complaint in the December incident report by blah, blah, blah. Barton was recorded on dash cameras, giggling frantically as he drove <laughs> off in the pilfered police car. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he wasn't even like, oh, fuck, man, I gotta go, fuck. Uh, throwing it in drive. He's just like... <laughs> yeah, because it, for someone like him, that's more of just like... Uh... It's an addiction, you know, where he's like, oh, I was just going to get a speeding ticket, but yeah. now I'm just fucked. Like, I don't know, like that guy who would streak at all those these huge events, you yeah. know, it's like it became, he talks about it where it's just an addiction. He's like, I streaked at the Super Bowl. It's like putting meth in soy sauce. Yeah. It just leaves him come back for more. It's a, it's a rush. So uh, the latest video shows Shorewood police officers reacting to seeing Barton drive away with another squad car. <laughs> One officer states, that's your squad car. And the other asks, what the expletive? <laughs> was this one just parked? I, I don't I don't know. Because he was it said he was awaiting trial. So I don't know if he was on um bail. Like he had a bond on him and he was he was out free, or if he was <laughs> or if like he was at the police station and just took another shot. I don't also, it says, what the expletive, which is always fun, because you know he said, what the fuck, but they don't specify, so he could have said, what the pussy, what the cock, <laughs> what the cunt. What the shit. What the, what the, you know he didn't say, what the gosh darn heck. No, definitely not gosh what darn What the frick? <laughs> Dude, frick is the most annoying. <laughs> he said, he could, it wasn't, the first one wasn't a question. He literally said, the quote is, that's your squad car, period. <laughs> yeah, not even, no question. I see the numbers. <laughs> the That's just said, yours. What the fuck? Because <laughs> there's nothing you can really do. Yeah, that's your car. Ah, oh, fuck. Call it in. Well, you, if they're with. No, I know, but in the in the immediate, it's like, god damn it! Like you got you take like a a breath, you take a beat to be like motherfucker, or you do, or you like start sprinting but only go about four steps and then just stop. Like, what are you? You're not, <laughs> you're not gonna catch this thing. They got low jack. We'll find it. Um, yeah, this guy's just addicted to stealing cop cars specifically. So the first time, uh, this is funny. He, um, they caught him when he, he was giggling. They hopped in their squad, the second squad car, and uh, they found him like a half mile down the road. 
the squad car was just parked like at the entrance to an alley and he was just in the first dumpster in the alley. So he just like parked the car and then just got in the nearest like receptacle. (laughs) 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 They found it it was with like eight minutes was the entire thing. And then the second one, they said uh, he was just walking. So he just parked the police car and kept walking. So he was basically just like, I just need to get away from this. Maybe you guys were just not de-escalating. Maybe he was yeah, just like, I just need to get out of the situation I, right now. He's been in therapy. He's like, I was told I need to remove myself from these stressful <laughs> types of situations. They say to go for a walk. You guys wouldn't let me walk, so. So I took a ride to a walk. Yeah, I drove to walk. Well, you guys never been to L.A.? You got you to gotta drive to hikes, all right? <laughs> uh, that's it. That was a nice little gem. All right, well, he's got some jail time ahead of him. Uh, unfortunately. He's going to be a legend in there, though. Oh, for sure. He's a cop car guy. Any double dipper. They might call him Double D. Who knows? <laughs> he's got to be more than double. I bet you he's done it like six times. Oh, it's like a rape. If they report two, there's probably ten, unfortunately. So back to Florida. This is a gloves off. Ooh. Speaking of go- cop cars, it's a gloves off to cops. Oh, no. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> so there's this uh like little island in Florida and these cops it's a bunch of squatters have been living there and then the cops came and just dismantled it and wrecked it. Nice. No, that part's not nice. It's not it's an uninhabited island. Like if I lived in Florida, I would definitely want the crazy meth head uh homeless people to live on an island. I need justification. Yeah, no, that's a great point because my immediate reaction is like, yeah, get those fucking hippies, <laughs> bop those hippies on the head. I don't give a fuck. And uh, it's been, it's they it's called Meth Island. Oh, wow. I'm sensing a theme, Spencer. Yeah, I got a theme, a Florida meth theme. It's called Meth Island. But what makes this cool is uh, I've been watching videos of this island and it's uh, it's in shape and it's more like kind of like, uh, like Slab City or like a Lost Boys kind of paradise. They have a... A four-story treehouse. Sick. Yeah. That is, that's objectively awesome. They have a little small cabin that anyone can just rent for $10 a night. On Airbnb or what's the cash only? Just, you know, in person. Yeah, in person. <laughs> you check it out. A barter system. Hey, I got this old boot and a uh, <laughs> can of chili. <laughs> and so the justific... And they also had a trampoline there. Big trampoline. And they were... Halfway done building a concrete pool. Oh, that's pretty cool. And they're on an island. Like I saw the, I saw the fuzz go in there. They had to, you know, take a boat over there. They had to go out of their way. So these people were uh, way. They were just out of everyone's way. And their excuse was, all it all it is is it uh, draws attention for young kids to go over there. They're going to go over there, get in get into the alcohol that's there. And start jumping on these trampolines. Yeah, dude, I'm. You know what? I'm back on board. Fuck you, trying and to change my mind. They're starting a Foot Clan out on an island that's somewhere. When an accident is going to wind up happening. Absolutely, that's when they start fighting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You're these gonna... kids are going to get drunk and hurt themselves on a trampoline. They're up to no good, dude. So now they're just going to bug us living in you know in the downtown area you... of this uh, Bridgeport, Florida. That's fine. You can't have them start a Foot Clan. 
It's, it's not acceptable. If you have an island where kids are allowed to drink and skateboard and there's like a basketball hoop at the top of one of the there's skate ramps. There's also a skate park there, too. Of course there is, dude. That You have to shut it down. No! We're going to lose an entire generation of Floridians if this place is allowed to thrive. Fine. There's Oh, my God. Everyone's got a backwards hat. They're on an island. They're away <laughs> from everybody. It's just too attractive. You can't. That's fucking Sodom. That's what the cops are saying. It's too attractive. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Think them. about it. Once the pool gets was going to get finished. There's no telling. Pool party sounds like paradise. Just fish, catch all your dinner. I like the idea of putting all the hobos on an island, but you can't make it attractive for kids to just choose that as a lifestyle, especially Florida kids, because they're, the, they're in a high percentile for accepting weird lifestyles. They're blaming the trampoline, though. Kids are going to get hurt on the trampoline. Who's in charge? Because you know there's someone in charge. Who's their master shredder? It looked like when they showed up, there weren't even people there. Like the video I saw, there were like no citizens there. So it was it was empty. And the four-story treehouse they were saying is... Uh, Who's in the penthouse is all I want to yeah, know. Mostly made of pieces of dock. They're just <laughs> stealing from people's docks, like ripping chunks of wood off. That's great. And the other concern is... Once the wind picks up, it's going to blow those pieces of wood off and damage people's boats. Well, not only that is <clears throat> first hurricane to rip through there is just going to fuck everybody up. I think it's yeah, a, a problem. again, no problem. It's a problem that solves itself, essentially. Just let them have a fun season, I guess. Yeah, and let hurricane season roll in. Yeah, and let it, like, 20 years from now, it'll, they'll make a movie about it where it's, like, one of the guys who was there is older, and the movie is him, like, writing a book about it. He's like, this is the summer that changed my life. And Stand him, like, by me style. Yeah, he's skateboarding and fucking. He's on the jumping on the trampoline into the fucking the finished pool. Ideally. Not getting hurt. Not getting hurt. Yeah, so they found needles and paraphernalia in the area, but I guess no one was even there, so they must not be living there full time. I don't know how it works. That's not the worst thing happening in on islands. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news the last few years, but kids getting hurt is not usually on law uh, enforcement's top priority list. Well, we're talking. What well, you're talking about? An island outside of America, though. This is American island. Oh, that's true. That's true. What keep, about Jekyll Island? Keep our island? kids safe. What about Jekyll Island? That's an American island off Georgia. That's where they found the Federal Reserve. Why don't you go kick those rich folks off that island, huh? We're kicking people off islands. They don't even have a skate park. Stupid. No. Stupid, stupid bankers. Well, you want everyone kicked off of every island. You want the bankers kicked off. You want these uh, these crusty kids kicked off. No, I'm I'm a, I'm a man of principles. <laughs> I also uh, leave no the islands. islands alone. Leave the islands alone. Yeah. Only Johnny Depp and Nick Cage should be living on islands. Leave Hawaii to the Hawaiians. Nice. Wow. We like it though. It is nice. Go to Bali. <laughs> Ruin that island. <laughs> People have. I was watching a documentary, and they were talking about um, this real estate developer. He's like, the the beach isn't a great place to live if you're like for the natives living in Hawaii. Like they live up in the hills and they didn't whatever. So like we built our resorts on the on the beach. It's not really like great land to live on, but it's good for a resort. It's like a great view and everything. And it cuts straight to a native Hawaiian guy. He goes, he said we didn't want to live on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, they don't like these beaches. <laughs> He's like, he was like a dumbfound. He's like, he said we didn't want to live on the beach. Of course we want to live on the beach. Yeah, they did have to make it where they're like, since we put all these hotels here, any of you guys can use any of the beaches. Like they can't do, you know, around yeah. here where it's like, this is our, this is the resort beach. No yeah. one else can use it. It's, everything's open to everybody. That's nice. But I say, give them like 10 years. Leave Hawaii alone. Let them do their own shit for a, for a minute. 
and we can go pester this this homeless island in Florida. <laughs> yeah, let's develop there. I did. I mean, it's it seems just like uh, these people at least were taking pride in their community based on based on the homeless camps I see in my neighborhood. This is heaven, you know, a true lost boy situation. Skate park, pool, trampoline, needles, tree houses, boom. Gloves off to you guys for uh, getting rid of it. How far offshore was this island if their um, dismantled tree fort could hit other people's boats? I think it was just a really small island, so it would just go into the water and drift. I don't know how close it was to the you know the nearest town or the nearest marina or anything. But, sure. Uh, these unusual oh. wooden structures caused alarm for these people. I'm looking at, I tried to look it up, and the first one is uh, from the Tampa Bay Times. An island for the homeless? Question mark. Miami approves new city plan. That was like a year ago, and I don't. I haven't heard anything about that. They're, it's right now. They're it's happening. They're getting all the green lights. It's the bureaucracy. You got to go through all the steps, dude. Yeah. Please crack down a homeless camp. Here we go. So yeah, they they do want a homeless island. They just want it sanctioned by by the man. Sure. These people are keeping the man out of it but they showed up anyway gave him a 48 hours a two day two day i guess not pay or quit just two day quit notice you got to give on to caesar what is caesar's bro if if you made a car that ran on thin air they'd figure out how to charge you for the air you got to give reach you got to give big brother his two cents otherwise you can't live on a homeless island with a skate park and ninjas Nah, just like those people trying to go solar and the man won't let them <laughs> Um, yeah, there's no, it just says South Daytona. Won't tell me what the island is. No? No. Daytona, Florida. There's Vol- got to be millions of islands. Port Orange Police, Volusia County Sheriff's Office, South Daytona. Pretty rad, though. That's extremely rad. Meth Island was, uh, tra- it's literally the definition of rad. <laughs> Half a skate park, or mini skate park, half a pool, pool's going to get done. They had like a, you know, they kind of made it cute like they had a little welcome center. Have you been to Slab City? No. Slab City is one of those places that's like unofficially sanctioned. You know, it's like been there forever. I know what it is. I just haven't been there. I'm just more, yeah, for the, it's like for an, the viewers. Yeah, it's like by the Salton Sea. Anarchist, like utopia. Yeah, although uh, they went and did a survey and I think like... Well, the vast, vast majority of those people are on government assistance, which is how they live that life. Yeah, of course. But they have uh, – so they're on food stamps and all that all other shit. But, yeah, they have, like, a library there. And, it's yeah, it's more of, like, an – it's a proper community. Like, if you fuck around too much, you know, you'll, oh, yeah. you'll get sent out. So there are, you know, there are Self-police. some – Self-police. Yeah, some rules. And, look, it's, and it's been there forever. I'm looking at Daytona, and there's keys – down the whole coast, right? So it could be just like where there's a break in two sides of the key that's technically an island. But now I'm seeing it's not too far because, like, here, there's, there's Port Orange. All right. Right? Yeah. Here's Canaveral. Famous Launch military point. base. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is they saw a potential nation rising up off the coast of Daytona. <laughs> And they couldn't have... They had to nip it in the bud. It develop a nar- military and potentially a navy to combat, possibly, <laughs> Cape Canaveral. First four-story treehouses, next to navy. <laughs> I've seen it before. It happens all the time. <laughs> um, don't say nothing unless you've been in the shit, all right? Um, are we done? 
How much time we have we done? I think that's like fifty minutes. Forty, 40 minutes. That's, I'm out of stories. I don't really have a choice. What, do you have anything extra? You got any sugar on top? Yeah, I got a little quick bonus story. There's this. Re- there's this Mexican restaurant. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> This Justine, breaking news with Spencer Calendar. If we're going to fill time, we're going to fill time. Yeah, we're coming out of Sacramento with this uh, hot news for this uh, Mexican restaurant. This, basically this, the the employer, the owner of the restaurants uh, have, owe these, owe 35 workers over $140,000. They would make them, (laughs) they would make them pay work overtime, never pay them overtime pay, all that kind of shit. And it's a Mexican restaurant, and they're all Catholic, obviously. And they hired a fake priest to come into the restaurant, and then the staff confessed their sins to oh. the priest. And the priest specifically asked them, like, have you ever stolen anything from the restaurant? You know, that kind of do shit. You, do you ever, you know, think you put too much sizzle juice on the fajitas? <laughs> <laughs> Would you say when, when Hector's working the bar, do you think he pours... Shots about right, or or God wants to know. He measures, right? He measures. God can see. Because because God knows it's supposed to be just one ounce. <laughs> <laughs> Three quarters during happy hour. <laughs> so this uh you know ended up going to federal labor court, and there these people are now awarded a whole bunch of money. They had they asked them if they had been stolen, if they had been ever late for work, had ever done any harm to their employer. employer. Did they have any bad intentions towards their employer? Not other like they couldn't even. This is why I'm upset is they didn't even. They could have got away with it for a long time. Because also, if they're Catholic and they're aware of like the whole confession thing, like you'd think they'd be like familiar with Catholicism and confessional, right? Yeah. But like, so like, we, what you do is you hide. The, you you ask the questions you want like every three questions. You got to ask normal questions. Yeah, they probably did. Like, have you beat off this week? Have you beat off? You cheating on your spouse? You beat your kids? Last Thursday when your your Jordan had up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw that in. <laughs> so they this this place just owned two taquerias. They're probably not rolling in dough, and now they have to pay one hundred and forty grand plus. Who knows how much the priest costs? That's not even like a. Like a taqueria. Like, I thought this was like a restaurant. It says taqueria, one in Sacramento, one in Roseville. This also sounds like something that would happen at, like, a, a giant corporation, not like a, a restaurant with two locations. They also, the I mean, all these people, uh, I think just these people were naive to the American way because they were all uh, illegal immigrants because the, one of the other things that came up in court was that the they kept, they would uh, threaten to report them. And, you know, say that if you quit or didn't work these hours, you would, you know, immigration issues yeah. would would rise up for you. If you didn't go to confession, <laughs> if you don't, tell, tell me where that fucking 25 cents went. If you don't go to confession and tell me that Lupe is drinking all the fucking tequila. This employer's despicable attempts to retaliate against employees were intended to silence workers, obstruct an investigation and prevent the recovery of unpaid wages. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the, in court, they settle that they can do confession the other way. <laughs> now the fake priest has to get on the other side. Did you not give me my overtime when you said you would? <laughs> Remember when you said you were going to give everybody insurance? 
Remember how you've been saying we're going to have a company Christmas party for four years now? But instead you just got like the in and out truck to come by? Dude, so uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just a hilarious thing because it's one of those like, damn, how would you fall for that? Like the idea of going to any job I've ever had in my life and then a priest showing up. But I guess I'm not in the mindset of a, uh, an immigrant uh Catholic working in a taco no, shop. They're like, oh, that's probably how they do stuff here, I guess. Not me, dude. They're like, hey, you gotta. Hey, we're at work right now, but we gotta do church stuff. And I just, I'm just on my own. I just go to the gym. Just fucking. <laughs> Although, if I got a job in Mexico and a priest came in and wanted me to confess, I would definitely be like, this is part of their deal. This is what <laughs> they do. Yeah, for sure. This is quaint. I like it. Yeah, I get it. You're like, oh, that's what this this is how they do it. That's fine. It's they're the quirky. culture. All right, so that's all I got. There's not much to that story, but uh, they just owe them a bunch of money, and uh, those people uh, are fucked up. Um, yeah, but it's always like a shitty employer trying to get out of something. You know what I mean? It's like it's what they do. Yeah, he did two shitty things. He <laughs> he's not paying lost wages and trying to get out of it. He scams even harder. So like trying to save probably like twelve grand. For like a bunch of people's like weird back pay and missing hours and shit, he's not gonna have to pay one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yeah, it it jumped. It was it said that the actual back pay was like around sixty grand, and now he's pay- yeah exactly now he's paying one hundred and forty thousand. Well, weren't you glad so you were frugal? Over doubled it. Good job, Enrique. You just crashed the family business. Yeah, and I'm assuming he's another. He's you know he's also a Mexican dude. I'm assuming to own two taquerias. Sure. I don't know really any white guys. Especially up in, like, Roseville. Yeah, that own taquerias, unless it's, like, Utah or something. Yeah, white people that own taquerias are, like, that's a very L.A. thing. We're just like, it's called Tijuana Tacos, and we do asada. And grapefruit, or jackfruit asada. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, that's it then, I guess, folks. Um, make sure you follow us. I'm at Mitchell Phillip. That's at Robot Spencer. The production team is at Beam Jeremy. But most importantly, at Hogopod for comments, corrections, suggestions, or good old-fashioned hate mail. All dick pics go to at Robot Spencer. Bye. Yeah.